it's backdoor cut. Yeah, we're back. It's backdoor cut for the first time in 2023. My name is Josh Dimiteo. Here, as always, with the was shirtless a minute ago, Matt Beatty. It's hot. It's hot in Sydney. It is. It's really hot. So much so, we're also here with the just had to turn his fan off because it was getting in the way of the microphone. Jake Eisenberg. Mate, sweating. Two sweaty boys. That's all we do for the boys. Two sweaty boys. And I'm over here in beautiful air conditioning. Moldy air conditioning. Moldy, but... Moldy air lungs, conditioning, but cool. nonetheless. More reliable than the air conditioning in that Spurs arena back in 2014 oh, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that did malfunction. Yeah. <laughs> it played up at just the right time, didn't it? Um, well, fellas, it's good to be back. How good? Um, we were just chatting off Mike. We all had a pretty chill holiday period, saw our family, our loved ones, Blah, 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 blah. Or beers, couple hikes. Um, but Balance. to be frank, I was just spending the whole time counting down the minutes till Backdoor Cut could come back. And we're here. So let's get stuck straight into it with our favorite and only segment here on Backdoor Cut, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week. Which, let's go. Listener, if you didn't know, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week is where we taking inspiration from the Australia Boomers uh, Olympics rose gold medal. They came third, rose gold, we'll call that. We take this opportunity to look at any Australian basketball stories at home or abroad that happened over the past week and we give one moment, player, team, whatever it might be, the award. This week it goes without saying due to how crazy their performances have been over the holiday period but it has to be nba superstar josh giddy who is balling out putting up numbers carrying the okc to way more wins than their front office would have hoped they'd got at this point <laughs> in the season can't be anyone else has to be the gid the gid dog man he is on a tear so because i I've, I've got a mayor culpa here. I feel like <laughs> about two months ago, I did raise some concerns about the, the Gidmeister. Yeah. About Himothy, from Himothy Chalamet. I'm not sure you saw his tweet. He's got a good social media game, Joshy Boy, as well. Um, but since then, I feel like I, I must have motivated him, you know, to get him... To get him moving. But we do I, have yeah. some pretty high-profile listeners of the pod. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I... You know, wouldn't be the first time um, an NBA player has liked a post um, from <laughs> in uh, Miami. We're talking, <laughs> talking yeah, to you, Miami. We got an Al Horford like one time. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, but my, my favorite performance, I think, over the past stretch was the Nets game um, post Katie injury. But he had the twenty eight nine nine, and he was just p- playing with a a level of confidence that I just I'm not sure I'd seen consistently from him. Important enforcing his will, his physicality on the game, getting downhill, bodying people, getting to the rim, floaters, threes, um, just kind of doing it all, starting to put it together. It feels like across this stretch, not just Giddy, but the Thunder as a whole. Really makes you double take, right? Seeing like this Australian guy who, by all accounts, just seems like a regular Joe. Can't really like he's not got the prettiest shot in the world or the tightest handle or any of these things. And he's just going out there and tearing up game after game, 29, 28, nine and nine against a very good streaky Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah. Seems like every week he's setting his new career high and this, that, or whatever. Something like, and the thunder he's leading the thunder to wins. They're not just like competing. They're winning no, games. Not empty calories. This guy. No, no. It's seriously impressive. We Makes breed him you- for W's down here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. But um, Fady. it's it's cool. Joshy boy, I'm, I'm just happy that it's all coming together. You know, I think he had a big off season. There was a lot of buzz about uh, the the Chip England hire and and trying to get the jump shot going. I I, I was pretty encouraged by summer league. I'm glad that he went back and did summer league again. He, mm. 
he looked like he was a, a step above, a class above in summer league. And then it was probably a slow start to the regular season. But, you know, I definitely think that he's made that leap. And he's, I mean, he's a big part of that, that team and that, that team's future. It's, it's exciting times to be a Thunder fan, for sure. Dude, last 15 games, these are legit numbers, 19, 8, and 6. Yeah. On 52% from the field, 35% from three, 96% from the line. Like, that's no joke. And they've been, yeah, as you said, they're, they're getting Ws. Like, these are, yeah. these are impactful numbers. Like, and I think he's never going to be an explosive athlete. We were talking about Jingle Juice um, off air and how um, the ACL doesn't appear to have given him any issues, partly because he was never very reliant on his, um, on his speed and athleticism. But Giddy, I think, he's, he's got such a big frame. He's even bigger yeah. than Joe. Like, he's gotten so much stronger from last year to this year. And he's still only 20. So I mm. think that he's not going to, you know, be dunking on people and, and beating people with his speed. But his IQ and understanding of angles and then to keep building on that level of strength. Like, if he's, if he's this strong at age 20, um, clearly has the ability to, like, you know, get really really freaking strong, fucking strong. Mm. Um, so I think that's really encouraging. Like if you, you think of like where his development goes, like this big point forwarding, you know, start to you know back guys down in the post and he's like dropping passes off, dropping dimes. Um, that's kind of where I see him kind of progressing. Just like, I don't want to say Ben Simmons type body, um, but like, kind of, you know, like it's hard not to draw the comparison. Yeah, once he gets, you know, Ben's obviously like a much freakier athlete. Um, but to get a guy that can be six eight, six nine, and and really strong, and be able to run the court, get everybody involved, and also get his own buckets as well. It's good times. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know what another comp. There's not really another. Like I, I really liked him to Rubio a little bit, but he's obviously a lot bigger than Rubio, mm. and I think the size difference can that's going to help him in terms of scoring the ball. I think Ricky for so long probably struggled scoring in the NBA. Where Giddy you're seeing already in year two, like he's physically just dominating guys down low. And then if we can get the, the jump shot going a little bit more, everything else is kind of there. So it's, 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 he's a very unique player in, in that oh, yeah. sense. I kind of liken him to like a much bigger Andre Iguodala. I feel like they play a similar kind of game. They defend really hard. They they can steer the team, all that kind of thing. Yeah, but Obviously, he's much more Iggy. of a point guard, though. Like I, that's yeah. I think that's he's clearly a, like a lead guard, and I think that's probably the only position you can really play him in. Like. Obviously, he can he can handle sort of some possessions off the ball, but I, I really think you wouldn't be getting the most out of him if he's not a sort of lead guard, which is where SGA and that fit could maybe be a little bit of a question mark. But I think SGA is just so good at everything that he can play off ball, so it's it's fine. Yeah, not to mention it certainly helps that through these developmental years is when they're playing together because Giddy will kind of mould his game around that. It's not going to we would hope not get in the way of each other. They seem to coexist well, not just them, but like Lou Dort is ridiculously good. Oh, bro, the whole squad, man. The other, <laughs> the bad. young, Jalen Williams is good. Yeah. We're not even talked about Chet. Chet hasn't played a minute of basketball yet. Like it's... No, it's... They're onto something over there in this, AKC. Yeah, okay. Well, we may as well, yeah, we'll jump into the thunder now. Like... Okay. They are, as of today... One game, or like they're tied with the Warriors as far as record-wise, as in a game out of the play-in. But again, we're getting to the West as a broader discussion. But they're like th- they're two games out of the four seed, three games out of the four seed, which is not where we expected them to be. Not at all. And like the way it's been trending is steep. Like at this rate, they will almost for sure be a top six seed come the end of the season if they just keep going the way they're going. Like, I don't know about that. It's, oh, yeah. it's a massive log jam, but it's, I think that is part of it though, where it's the West is just kind of in that middle. It's a huge middle. I kind of, I, I, going into the season, you could kind of watching them play, they would get to a point every game because they were too talented to just get blown out. They would get to this point where you kind of have to decide the coaching team or whoever it was, 
do we put our foot down and go for the win or do we start to pull the starters out and see how the how the rest of the game goes and I feel like they've done that so many times and won so many times that the I don't know if it's the front office, the coaching staff or what, but it seems like in the past two, three weeks, they are actively trying to win every game that they can now, where once upon a time, I wasn't 100% sure what Ooh. their strategy was. It, I, it was I, didn't, I never felt it in-game. Like last year, they popped yeah. a bunch of teams. Um, it was more they were they just shutting guys down. Whether yeah. it was Horford for half a year, SGA missed felt like half a year last year. They tried. They tried Giddy to shut a couple Giddy of guys. Much, yeah, Giddy was was out for a bunch I, of. I, I, it still might happen. I think after the All Star break is. I don't know. Another, it's like the last chapter in the season. But yeah, I do agree. Like, I, will they? At the same time, why not? Like, you're, you're definitely well in the mix in that logjam. So I think if everyone's fit and healthy, you should be going for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, you want a shot at the Wemby and this Scoot guy, but you know, it's a fourteen percent chance. And even they're like they're, gonna, they're not going to be able to get down that low now anyway. Yeah. They're too good. They're too um, good. They're like they're even. They're, there was yeah. games this season in the past couple of weeks. They have sat SGA or Lou Dort or yeah. whoever it was, and they still win the game. They beat they're the like, Celtics with no SGA. Yeah, yeah. Dropped 150. They're, they're not mucking around. Like they've beaten some really good teams lately, like Celtics, Bulls, Nets. Like, it, like it's it's been really really impressive. They and they hit on yeah, as you said, the J Dub. This J Dub guy, he's. He's perfect for this team. You've got the wings in Dort and J-Dub now. Um, this, oh, the Isaiah Joe thing as well. Like, Philly, what are you doing, mate? Poku. Poku's yeah. uh, been out. He's been out. But, like... He was better this I, year. I don't know. Like, whatever about Poku. They've got a... Even, like, Robinson Earl. Like that, they've got a number of dudes. Like, I mean, Usman Deng, who was in the NBL yeah, last he's... year. He was a lottery pick last year. He, I think he's back with the, the G League team now because he's just he can't get into the rotation. So. Yeah, they're not, they're not playing him. Yeah, yeah. And I and I don't think that's because he's not able to. It's just like I think they're they're actually trying to see what they got with with these other guys. But yeah, yep. And so, and yeah, the fact that they're so doing so this loud. without Chet, right? Like, you know, it's hard. To, it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh my god, imagine if they had Chet, but we have Chet, no idea if Chet had been here. Yeah, more likely than not, it would have been a positive thing, but it's just the mix. It would have been an adjustment. Him coming in as a rookie, like there's always an adjustment for some of these guys um, right off the bat. But um, the fact that they're adding a guy that – that's what they're missing. They, have no, they don't play, they have any centers. Like they have no big men whatsoever. They're going to add a seven-foot-two guy who spent his entire rookie season watching this young team figure out how to win. He can shoot. He can block shots. I mean, it's pretty exciting if you if you're a Thunder oh. fan. I've uh, I just opened up the the over under spready. Uh, me too. Hit, I did the same. They've already, they've already hit that over, so yeah. you've lost that one, Josh. Unfortunately. Yeah. Did I go under? Yes, yeah. you did. Damn. Unbelievable. I was um, sure they were going to shut it down. Yeah, well, yeah, it's too late now. Even if they do, too late. Yeah. <laughs> too good. Um, okay. Would would you? Because they've got a million first round picks. Would you make a move? For yeah, well, this, this is a big question, right? Would you come approaching the deadline if they are this good, which they do seem like they are? Do you try and make the team even better again? They have a shitload of assets, which, like, what's what's all these first rounders to a team that's like about to start getting really good like, anyway? There was a report Can't that sign them yeah, all. There was a report that came out today, like, for, so OG Ananobi sounds like he's definitely on the table. Um, a report that of a team that offered three first round picks but no players in return and there's like one team that that fits the bill <laughs> that can like offer three first round picks and send out no salary and just absorb them into cap space and the Thunder is one of them and like you've got all these picks like why not? That's it though like three first rounders OG's a good player, but is he worth is is OG actually worth three first rounders, or are they just so laden with assets that it's just like bah? What's three? It, I think it's both. I think I think OG for just picks and no players in return. I think for especially if they're like middling picks, they wouldn't be there. Like they're not giving up their Clippers picks or you know anything super future, but like this year's first. Um, 
maybe like the, the next one. And, and they, I, I can't keep them, them straight, but, you know, some of their middling picks for someone like OG who comes in and it's like, oh, you've got Dort, OG, and Chet. It's like, this is a, that's kind of a scary little, like, you know, SGA Even can... Giddy, like, Giddy, Dort, OG, that is a big, dogs. strong... Yeah. Yeah, oh, man, like, you're going to get beat up playing the Thunder if that's the case. And it's like, why not over... I mean, the only issue with that, OG has one more year left on his contract and he's up for a player option. And it's like... Is, like, is what's is OG? Gonna, no one. I feel like you don't really know a lot about these Raptor players, but like, is OG going to be a guy that wants to hang around Oklahoma City? Maybe not. But maybe if they're uh, winning, yeah, like if they're on know. that upwards trajectory, the vibes seem to be awesome down there. Yeah. Well, they've yeah. been. What is it? They've been massaging these vibes for three years now. We're just we're we're seeing the end product. Mm. Well, not even the end product is yeah being true. in the playoffs and winning a championship, right? But I. I don't know. I'd probably hesitate a little bit. I just, I, I just don't know. If you bring in OG now, you, I, I guess you're in win mode, win now mode, right? Like, well, it's just, that, it's just. Is more, that realistic this year? Not like win now, win now, but like more just. Win what are soon. Because like, what are we going to do with these picks, right? Because like the Poku thing, they traded like two picks to move up to for Poku just because they kind of had the picks. And the picks they traded, one of them was like Shingun and the other one was, I forget. But uh, was it quickly? I want to say it was mm. quickly. And right. like both of those guys end up better than being better than Poku. You don't want to play the draft miss yeah. game. But it's like, you know, you want to maybe package these picks for known quantities versus like moving up five spots in the draft. I, I just, I don't know. I think we've seen it in the past few years with certain teams that they've they've done the trade to try and make it happen now and it's always it's not always but it's it's always gone bad i always remember the bad ones so i don't want oh, that to happen no question team. Yeah. no question I, I think but yeah i think it's just different when you're not like you know i'm, I'm guessing you're referring to the go bear trade the go bear, <laughs> butler in minnesota butler, butler in philly Dejounte feels a little dodgy now as well in yeah atlanta i think that's fair but i think in this in this scenario when they have so many assets it's like if he does walk in free agency, it's not going to be the end of the world for these guys because you're not going to be sending out any of the young uh, players. I, I'm, I think you're, it's a good spot to be in, I think. Like, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, if you look at their, their current roster and obviously any trades might change that, but, like, what I guess what is the, the, the need at this point? You mentioned that they don't have a traditional centre. Maybe you want a, another guy who can just come in and, and be a bit of a scorer in the second unit. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's... Yeah. It's, and I think you probably look. I think realistically, you don't, you don't do it unless there's like a, a you're able to get somebody at like a just a really good price. That, yeah. Um, because you don't. You also don't know what it looks like with Chet. So yep. as much as you can kind of imagine what it looks like, you don't know really what it's going to be like until it's happening on the court in front of you. He could be better at some things that you weren't expecting and worse at some things that you were expecting. And your needs might change based on like how he fits into the NBA game. So. I think, yeah, you probably don't actually make a move, but it's yeah. cool that they can at least have these kind of discussions. Personally, I, I think I agree. I would. They're not going to win the title this season, so there's no real need to speed it up too much further than it already is. I feel like these naturally built teams that learn how to win together tend to have a habit of becoming like really good for a really long time. We're getting a little trend of it now. Which is which is nice. I mean, Thunder, obviously Celtics, um, yeah. Grizzlies, Nuggets yeah. to some extent. Yeah, like I mean, like Warriors yeah. are the classic or, I mean, example. Yeah. You can even say the Bucks to a degree. Um, maybe not from draft, but like they all built that team a while ago. Yeah, continuity. Yeah, I think completely underrated. And like, if this team is learning how to win together without OG and with the three picks still in their back pocket, then you might as well just keep it rolling and yeah. see how far it goes. Decide next year once you have seen Chet and how it all fits together. Yeah, I'm a bit sad that Wemby won't be in a Thunder uniform. I know. I know. Hey, they could package up all nah, of their stop picks it. and <laughs> go get Wemby anyway. How many picks would it take? No, there wouldn't be a number. What's the point? Because like all of the picks you're hoping turn into a Wemby. So it's like, yeah, what's the point true. of having all of the picks? I would be surprised if Wemby turns into a better player than SGA. 
I think. You'd be surprised. Dude, I'm just, this whole Wemby thing. He's out on know. Wemby. He's out on Wemby. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> out on Wemby, but the idea that he's going to be a surefire top five yeah, yeah. guy. You know how hard that is? I do hear you that like it, the conversation has moved to a point where it's like, okay, well, you're drafting a guaranteed Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's, yes. not, that's not necessarily the case. He might, he might not turn out. I just like, you know, in terms of potential prospects, you can't really, you couldn't imagine a more tantalizing prospect than this guy that's up for the draft this year. So I like, guess that's where it's all coming like from. Like the whole, like I was looking at his stats recently and it's like these cool step backs and whatever. He's shooting 29% from three yeah. in France, right? Like he's not going to come into the NBA and be this, he's not going to come in and be KD. Like this KD taller, but I don't know. I just think the expectations are crazy. Like you look at Zion, right? Like he pretty much hit the expectations and, and obviously he's still young, but he's not, he's not like a surefire top three, top five guy. Yeah. Like he's still got warts on defense and things like that. So yeah, I, I, I give me, give me the known SGA, what we know right now and how he's gotten better and better every year versus what Wemby turns into. Like I'm, I'm willing to stand on that hill. We'll, we'll, we will jot this down. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> come, Fuck no. come this time next year, we'll be discussing that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I guess we've kind of answered the question yeah. there. The Thunder are in, in such a great spot that it's almost irrelevant if they trade their picks and move up or if they don't. They're, they're laughing all the way to the bank. But a team whose fortunes have been a little bit more surprising, we might say, our very own team, who we are actually the front office employees of, the <laughs> Sacramento Kings, who'd have thunk it? We're doing such a good job. Yeah. The year we come in, they're like playoff candidates. They're great, to be honest. Like watching some Kings games, they're not the best team in the world, but like they are not a bad team. The The Sacramento Kings are playing basketball this season. The bonus looks awesome. Uh, Darren Fox looks a bit like himself again. Some of these rookies, Keegan Murray is actually really good. Um, yeah. What do you reckon, fellas? Well, I'm glad you guys are coming around. As the only member that went over on the over-unders, <laughs> I mean, glad you guys are finally getting on my level here. Um, Keegan, what, we, was the, what was the, the number? 33 and a half. 30, okay. Like, they were supposed to be the 11th seed. Um, granted, it's, like, not impossible they end up the 11th seed. Yeah. It would be surprising, obviously, but that's they're four games out. Um, but if you were to tell Kings fans the beginning of the season, at more than halfway through the year, that they will be the three seed in the Western Conference. And They'd they, laugh in your face. Light the beam. Light the freaking beam. This beam has been the beam best team. thing that has ever happened to Sacramento. The crowd is as behind this beam as they were behind the 2001 potential championship team. It is <laughs> insane. It's packed every, every single game and they're chanting in there. Light the beam. It's <laughs> awesome. And they light it. And the they light games. it. Oh, man. Like, we were getting light the beam chance in Crypto Arena when they got a dub against the Lakers last week. Like, um, do we think we were wrong? Because we were anti-Halliburton trade. We were like, flip Sabonis. Brady, what were we wrong? Was Vlade, was he onto it? I, I, mean, I, 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 I love Sabonis. I'm so happy yeah. that he's getting the, the, the flowers he's getting this year. I think, I think you touched on it, Josh. De'Aaron Fox has kind of just had a little change of fortunes. This is a guy who maybe 12, 18 months ago talking about trading him and like, is he actually that good? You know, I think if, if those two are your, your centerpieces, then you can build around that and, and, Obviously, it's it's still early days this season, but it's 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 looking encouraging for for Sacramento. And Sabonis is just like he's just a super skilled center. He's one of these good. another one of these European guys who comes over, just does a little bit of everything. He's probably maybe a little bit undersized traditionally for a center, but I don't think that matters so much these days. And and he's just like a little baby Jokic. He can, he's exactly you know, what I was just thinking. Yeah, tremendous passer and just reads the game 
really, really well. They, the offense kind of runs through him, but, you know, Fox is this athletic guy who can also obviously lead guard. But the, the Murray thing is also super impressive that yeah. they managed to draft a guy who looks like he's contributing for them already this year as a rookie. You know, Mike Brown's come in there and, and just kind of turned the ship around, which has been crazy. It's, it's, it's awesome. Mikey B, dude. The whole, yeah. look, I think, I think we might have to, to accept that maybe this was the right path. I'm just going to pump the brakes. Before we give him all the credit in the world, I'm going to pump the brakes. I agree that Sabonis is the man and this has looked awesome, but if we go back to that fateful day, I still think it is a wild risk to trade away Tyrese Halliburton, who has, himself has been killing it. Yeah. I, I, He's I the best player know. on both teams. I, I think they have fluked the how it, how well it's all come out, but like I, I think they got very lucky. I think it's been awesome, yeah. but I, I still think that it could have gone very wrong, and we'd be here just being like, "Well, there you go, Kings did it again." I think that's probably that's actually probably right. Like, Keegan Murray turned out to be good. That but, never happens. But, well, who was the last rookie? Darren Fox, I guess, was pretty good. A rookie they drafted. Demarcus Cousins was a good rookie they drafted. But they've drafted a lot of high draft picks in that time. And how many are still in the league, let mm, alone yeah. on the team? That being said, there is something to be said for they brought in a, like a proper top 20 to top 30 guy who's been yeah. doing it in the league for almost 10 years. I forget how old Sabonis is. I feel like he's been yeah. here for, forever. But he's, he's still been, pretty young. I think he's, he's like 26. Oh, yeah. geez, always. Um, yeah. But doing it for like six years. Um, they're really, and the, the herd of deal. Yeah, herd of like that, where, that, What a swing. Like where yeah. was the rest of the league on that one? Yeah. Like they, they got him for pretty much nothing. Like a protected pick. Yeah, right. Sabonis only 26. Wow, I thought he was like 30. Um, there you go. I love when that happens. Yeah. When you think someone's an age and then they're completely wrong one way or the other. Yeah, you got, you got another five years of that yeah. guy. Well, that's what's, I guess, and then again, right, like as that also, you know, this core has growth in it, you know. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, Sabonis is close to his peak, a bit more or less at his peak um, at the moment, but the rest of the team, right, Fox still young, Herder's young, Keegan's a rookie. Um, like they're at least going to be solid now. They've got a team in place where you can at least be like, Look at this respectable team. Mike Brown's doing a good job. Good point guard play. Big man play. Like Rashawn Holmes has value that not even playing. It's like they can make another deal at the deadline for for some depth or some future assets. The fact that they're in a like a positive place and it's like only good things to say pretty much is crazy. Just nuts. <laughs> yeah. It's unreal. They're gonna break this. For how, many, how many years has it been? Twenty. Uh, two thousand and. Three, they last made the playoffs. Unreal. That is, is that crazy. Correct? Playoff games in Sacramento will be off the chain. Oh, it'll be awesome. Be so yeah. good. Yeah. I, I am concerned. I guess they won't really care, but like they could get pretty, I don't know, the rest of these West teams, maybe they can actually win a first round matchup. It's like. Honestly, they like they have a team that's well put together and like they fit. There's no reason why they couldn't. And with the home court that they'll have in the playoffs, they could steal a series if someone's not ready. If they're not there up for it, ready from the get-go, and Kings are, what why does, not? What concerns me as far as like actually winning a playoff round is they have the 23rd ranked defense. And mm. it's like to win playoff games and playoff series, you need to play defense. So that could be something where... They run into some issues. Although Mike, that, Mike Brown does know how to set up a playoff defense. Well, that's it though, right? Like I, th- I feel like they brought Mike Brown in with the idea that he would be coming in to stiffen that up. But I feel like, I don't know, I don't have it up with me, but I think their offense is like top five or something at the yeah. moment, isn't it? Like yeah. they're, they're, number one it's in actually the their offense. Oh, there you go, number, number one. one. So they got offense, the best offense in the yeah. league. By point one against ahead of the Nuggets. So Are you all, serious? All yeah. those years in Golden State, as obviously <laughs> Mike Brown has learned a thing or two and managed to impart it up there in Sacramento. When I upload this podcast later, that is the name of the episode. Sacramento Kings have the number one offense in the league. But, we'll dude. never have that again. <laughs> like that, that's it. 
It's a, they got firepower for days. Like Harrison Barnes having another like really oh, good I year. Completely yeah. forgot about that like, guy. He's a he's just solid man, and I like he. I was just obsessed with the Celtics trading for him a couple of years ago, and Grant Williams kind of turned into a version of Harrison Barnes. But I feel very validated because he's he's just perfect for getting wins. Yeah, you know he can actually you know play some de- a little bit of defense. You know play a couple of positions, knock down threes, get create his own shot, get the ball moving, like um, really solid player. So there's, and there's firepower up and down the lineup, man. Like heard a flamethrower. Keegan Murray's forty two percent on six yeah. attempts. He's at fifty percent from three in the last fifteen games. Like he, and he he's a rookie, flat out shooter. He's big. I love his size. Um, they challenge him to rebound more lately, and he's been like getting on the boards, like fun, like like a really fun team to watch as well. Just like yeah, really good. To 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 like comment on your point, I I do think that if this squad, if this coaching staff, if all of this was in any other team in the league, we would be quite safe in the knowledge that this team is going to continue developing and become quite a good NBA team. We just have to pray that while we're here in Australia, the people holding our spots in Sacramento's front office <laughs> don't do something rash that ruins it all, which could very well. What's I know. more likely? What's more likely? Oh, the, this team develops or someone at Sacramento ruins it all. God, that's depressing. After all this good <laughs> chat. Not to bring the mood down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a believer. I, I hope that it Light the beam. Yeah. Light, the yeah. beam. Light the beam. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. But I'm like, I'm looking at the standings and we can do this next, right? It's like there's just a few bogey teams like that right now are, have dipped in the standings. But it's well, let's, like, let's yeah. pivot this straight okay. into, let's talk this West Log yeah. Jam. It's like, okay, Kings is a three seed and they're six games out of one. But the Lakers are the 13 seed and they're 12 games out of the one seed, which makes mm. them six games back from the Kings. So it's like complete log jam. And you look at teams that if they can you know, get healthy, go on a little run before the playoffs start, I don't think the Kings can get past them. The Suns, if Booger comes back healthy and CP's good for it, like first round before he starts to break down later in the playoffs, Cannot see the Kings taking down the Suns in round one. Although, pretty good health. Opposite spectrum of the vibe meter right now. Like, yeah, but is, how much of that is just like the whole team's been out? So Cam Johnson, Booker, and CP3 have been missing. It's like, how many, how many teams can survive that? Like, none. Yeah. I, there's something about Phoenix. The vibes just feel really off. I agree. But as far as like winning a first round matchup, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I shouldn't even take vibe into account. But Sacramento's is just so high. This is what they're doing to <laughs> no, me. Look, definitely take vibes into account. That's an important <laughs> factor when weighing playoff matchups. But it's like I think the Suns have plenty of time to write the vibes a little bit at least. Yeah. You know, so we got early days. Booker will be back in like a couple of weeks after the All Star break. Plenty of long season. Yeah. Long season, and they got the. They got the, the experience to, to kind of get them back on track. And then it's like the Warriors, I'm completely biased. Like because every time the Warriors play the Celtics, the Celtics turn into the freaking Rockets and the Warriors look like it, the best It is the weird. The Warriors play one game, like, like you say, against the Celtics and they look unreal or the Celtics just look really bad for some reason. But then the next game, they look terrible, like G League bad. I don't know what the hell's going on. But you, you, yeah. got, you got to give them better for the day, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm that's, not. It's, that's where it's, I mean, this whole regular season for them, as long as they can sneak in somewhere and then all their guys are, are healthy come play in or playoffs, you, yeah, you've you got you to respect them. Surely there's a, a Warriors trade. Like, they're going to flip. The commit one of Kaminga Moody or Wiseman, like you have to make a move. Yeah, for, I think so too. With this Steph Curry thing, like he is still the bit one of the best players in the like league. It's not even close. Yeah. It's like you have yeah. to have to make a a move if you can. And so it's like if 
if they get up and the Kings play the Warriors in round one, good luck. But, like, Draymond's contract comes up at the end of the year, right? And then he's a free agent. He has a player option, though. He has a player option. Okay. That changes my point. But what I was going to say is <laughs> his contract runs up at the end of the year. Yes, then he has a, a player option if he does. He does. But th- this is it. Like, they have to be kind of thinking, all right, we have to make a move right now to make the most out of this core and get Steph as close as he can be to the business end of the playoffs. But do we make a move that prepares us for a life after Draymond or do we make a move that coexists with Draymond and Steph and the thing that they've got going on there? It's, it's kind of, in my opinion, I think that's what's holding everything back. They don't really know what to do there. I think you're making a move to try and win a championship this yeah. year. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's ultimately that's what it is. You worry about Draymond next year when 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 the deadline looms. I suppose I I I, I don't know. I feel like it would be hard to imagine the Warriors dealing him, but maybe this is all next year chat. But yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, but even if they don't even make a move, right? Like, if you're the Warriors and you've got Steph, Trey, Clay, Paul, Looney, yeah, who am I missing in the starting five? Wiggins, 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 of course. Who are you scared of in the West? Like, no one. Yeah, no one. you're not, yeah. I, like the I, Nuggets, I, they love playing Jokic. I I fear a little bit of the, the non-Steph minutes sometimes. Of course. I think of course sometimes of course. the offense can just – it just falls out like that. And I don't, don't really get it because I feel like that's what Poole is for. But Poole is a little bit inconsistent, I suppose. So Yeah, he is. He is inconsistent. But I just mean you talk about vibes, Josh. It's like the Warriors as the eight seed – Going up against the Nuggets, how oh, that would be yeah. awful. Yeah. yeah, if you're the Denver, you hate that. That would suck yeah. so much. Yeah, are you kidding me? You get <laughs> well, up, like that's you... if they make it through the play-in. Oh, well, that's the scary thing with the play-in. You, like, yeah, it's one game, and that's that's what this Warriors team. I trust them far more in a seven-game series. It's like than I do in a one-off. Yeah, I'm with you. Like so, but again, right there, one game out of. They should be okay, but like their their defense is off. It's not what it normally is. Their young players don't really know what they're doing. They have lots of things that they got to shore up pretty quick smart if they want to make a run for the playoffs, trade or not. Offensively, it's been nice to see that Clay is kind of Clay like again. Yeah, he was really good in January. Defensively, he's still probably just like a half step yeah. slower. And that's like, not coming back. That's not coming back. And that was his thing. He would just run and pretty much chase guards around the whole time. He wasn't necessarily the best one-on-one defender, but he fit the scheme perfectly. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's the difference. Maybe that's why it's not quite the same anymore. He just doesn't quite have that coupled with the fact that Draymond's older and, you know, that was that was their thing. They they could score on anyone, but they could also suffocate you, and they can't suffocate right now, which is a problem. I just I can't believe they're not going to figure it. One get better, but and how hard is it going to be to find their version of Gary Payton the second or an Otto Porter, the guys that were important at the playoff run last year? Like, surely there's something that they can do. The thing was, though, last year, Gary Payton and Junior and Otto Porter were on the roster from the start of the season. So it was Damian Lee and all their supporting cast. Yeah. And their supporting cast just isn't as good this year. And they're, not only are they going to have to fix it, but they're going to have to get them worked in and everyone on the same page with a quarter, of, third of the season gone already, a half of the season. It's weird. It's like my eyes and the numbers are telling me that this team will Don't not, believe it. Will not win a championship. Yeah. But I saw I I had a dagger plunge through my soul in game four, five, and six. I'm not falling for it. So yeah, I believe it when I see it. You think they can still fix this, Beatty, regardless of their seed? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I tend to revert to that sort of giving giving kudos to the experience and obviously they've been there and done that and 
like it doesn't always happen because look at the Lakers the last few years. Obviously, they haven't even made the playoffs. But at the same time, if the Lakers can sneak in there, it's the same sort of thing where if AD's there and LeBron's there doing what he's doing, well, then, yeah, they, they can beat anyone. This is where the West, in general, this is where it's just I, – I don't know how you pick it. I really don't know how you pick it. Well, then, okay, to pivot away from the Warriors for a second, there's another team in this logjam in the West that I'm similarly – Confident and yet clueless about, and it is the Clippers. Oh, come on. You can't have any confidence. But, like, I know what you mean, Josh. Like, it's, I mean, the part time players, Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George, if if all of a sudden they're playing games come playoffs, then they can beat anyone in the league. And Kawhi is fine. He is so fine. I don't know, man. He doesn't look the same to me. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I think if you want to, if you want to get the vibe meter out, Josh, it's probably not the vibiest team this year. Oh, I, I think yeah. that there's there's bad vibes there. But uh, like, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's. I, I hate watching them, but at the same time, oh. when Paul George and Kawhi are there, they're they're a pretty formidable team, and and I mean, they can beat. Like I said, I think they can beat just about anybody. It's just how much of that are we going to get in the lead up to the playoffs, and and how much can you trust it if they've not really had the reps during the regular season. That is the question. Um, I just no honestly, big men, no guards. They got Zubac, man. He smashes oh, sometimes. Yeah. Zubac is all right, yeah, yeah. And even like some of the supporting cars, like Reggie Jackson tries hard. He's he's all right. John Wall's been out yeah. for a while. Like I, 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 like I said, I hate. I, I really don't want them to do well <laughs> for some reason. I just have a, a hate for this team this year. And if all the teams in the logjam, they're probably the team I, I am least interested in. But at the same time. You obviously have to respect Kawhi and you respect Paul George as, as two stars in this league. And even if they're not really, I feel like they're not there anymore in that sense. Like they're not in the All Star chat. They're not sort of in the MVP chat or anything like that because they're not playing. But like, if if we're talking about trying to win a championship in in the playoffs, you you've got to assume that they're going to be there come April, May, June. Well, maybe not June, but I I don't know. I I they're agree. Impossible. It's a frustrating case. Yeah, they're so annoying. Yes, yes, they are. I have a sickening feeling that Kawhi is just going to like flick this switch and we're all going to be like, what the hell? This guy just like sits when he wants and flicks the switch when he wants and I don't know. I saw a couple of games early early this year, early this year, like New Year's Day that week. I saw a couple of Clippers games where Kawhi was playing and he was a Terminator, man. He looked like Raptors Kawhi. There was no difference at all in my mind, like – He's just his movement of thought is so fast, and he just is a scary dude when he's locked in. No, yeah, look, he's had know. moments, no question. That's the thing. It's like, are they moments? Because are you not are you not seeing the moments enough? Because he just doesn't care. He's choosing to not ramp it up, <laughs> or is it because he's trying to like hit the gas and it's like it's not there? It's, it's really hard to know, and you, I don't think you can know. So. And they've got until he plays every game. Yeah, I I feel like they need a, like a like a point like proper point guard like a Derek White, you know, like a Mike Conley, um, just to get the offense moving. They play so much ISO ball, um, which obviously works because you have Kawhi and PG. But I think you just you want a little bit of something you can get to. But if but if they're actually if they're still in their peaks when the playoff comes around, then maybe it doesn't matter. I just have a hard time believing that like these guys in like their thirties that have had this many injuries are going to be able to like make it through the playoffs and actually like do damage. You're yeah, probably that, right. That's a good point. Like I think, yeah, yes. in a playoff series where you actually do need to play every game and you can't sit, yeah, right? and like I we uh, maybe maybe it only take one or two rounds and then all of a sudden that they've done it and then now we're sitting here going, oh damn, Kawhi and PG have got it, but. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like the the thing I do kind of respect is I, I think they're a deep team, and I think Ty Lue's an okay coach. So both of those things are good. Like they got a good performance from Norman Powell today against the Lakers. There's always some random dude, whether it's sixth, seventh, eighth guy who, who can chip in with fifteen or twenty. And and I think if you're going to get what you get from the the other two, it's it's a similar kind of thing to the Celtics, where obviously you've got two main guys who are going to score the big points, but then you'll get a random 20, 20 point game from Horford or D white or, yeah. or one of the other guys. So I, 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 yeah, I don't like them, but 
<laughs> I'm, not, I'm not willing to say that you, you yeah. put a line through them. Can't yeah. write them out, write them off. Of course, no. yeah, they're the, they're the fifth seed, th- won three in a row. Like, he can still have, like, you know, the other day against the Mavs, right? Like, yeah, what do you have? He had 33, yeah. nine and four on 12 shots. Yeah. So he can still. That's what I mean. It's still, still there. there. It's just, can he get there enough? Um, what about, we will see. One other team, and we can go to the next um, bit here, but, like, the. The Pels are a tricky one too, right? Because, like, they kind of survived the no Ingram and Zion thing for a little while. But now Ingram's been out for half the year with a toe bruise. Yeah. Which is just yeah, weird. I'm, I was going to bring the Pels up myself, and I think I'm going to lean toward the not this year. They they might get they, – they might still hang in this logjam long enough to make the playoffs. They get but, I don't know, too many injuries. And, mm. like, it's a really good but flawed team, even healthy. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't no, see it. No, I'm, I, I, I'm all about them. I just, they just need to get Ingram and they need Zion back. Because CJ McCollum as your, your number one option is, is not going to be good enough. But if, if he's your, your third option, then he's maybe one of the best third options in the league. And I think that I think that was the whole purpose of bringing him in, and obviously Zion basically had a, a mulligan last year, didn't play. But what we have seen of him this year, he's a super influential player, and he's he's super important, and he can really impact winning for them. Ingram, you know, I think he's happy in his role as well. So it's it's just getting those guys on the court, and it's it's a similar sort of thing that the Clippers, I suppose, obviously. It's more of a these guys are injured kind of a scenario than just I don't know what's going on with the Clippers. But I I, I really like their roster. It's just we need their two best players back. That's all. Amazing roster. That's it. Just, they're yeah, always Adam. injured. Yeah, they're the well, anti Tatum and Brown, honestly. Yeah, but in a way, like, that's the thing, right? That we, like you said, we haven't had England since November. Zion's been out for four or five weeks now, and what they're still a four seed. They're still hanging in. They 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 really hung- CJ was. He's, he was so good. He was doing so – like putting up serious numbers and like carrying them to wins. But it's like there's a there's an expiration date on he, – he's not built for that load, never has been. Um, and that's fine. It's just where – like why is Ingram out for half a year with a toe injury? And like it's, it's now question. it's becoming a thing with him. Like he's just not durable. Yeah. and But Zion's exactly the same. I know. That's my, that's my worry. If you're too – Cornerstones here are both in and out of the lineup every season. And they're going to draft Wemby. He's, he's got good. freaking foot injury and written like, all over him. I just was saying, oh, the Clippers, like maybe they'll yeah. just turn up and be good. And I know this is quite a similar situation. No, but, but like. Zion is injured. He's not just like sitting out because he doesn't feel like it today. Like Kawhi is. It's it's. Easier to get a read on what this actually is going to look like. Yeah, this whole Pell's team's untested as well. At least with Kawhi and Pete, like Kawhi's, you know, won two titles, yeah. heaps of playoff experience. Even two though, finals MVPs. Even if it's playoff P, right? Like he had a pretty good playoffs run last year. Even Robert Covington, like there's not that he's getting a lot of minutes, but they've got, you know, Norm Powell, part of the Raptors championship team, right? Like they've got guys on the roster um, versus the Pell's. CJ is the guy with experience, but like Ingram and Zion have none. And so that's why I was kind of hesitant to pick them even when they were healthy to actually come out of the West. But now to actually do damage, I'm just worried they're actually going to be able to be healthy for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was so high on the CJ thing because they needed to bring in a vet. And I think that was super important. You know, obviously it's one guy and, and, and I totally agree. Zion's never been in the playoffs. Ingram, it's not really had those reps either. I, I don't know. I'm just very bullish on Zion, and I think if he can get healthy and fit, oh yeah, then it doesn't really matter. Like I mean, we saw Phoenix a couple of years ago, first time in the playoffs, and they went all the way to the finals. So uh, like it, it can happen as it well. Can it's, happen, yeah. But CP, yeah, come on. Oh yeah, but like ultimately, that, I mean, books probably that's books team, right? Now it is. It wasn't that year. Yeah, and I, well, yeah. Look, I, I, I just I don't. I do rate the experience factor, but I like, okay, compare it to Memphis, for example, right? Like 
Memphis, I think, is a – if anything, they're a younger – they don't have the CJ guy. If anything, the CJ guy is Stephen Adams, who is yeah. a centre, who might not even touch the ball when he's on the court half the time. So his impact is, is going to be different. Like, And, and I've, he's just been injured now. I think he's out for the next yeah. four or five weeks. So yeah. it'll be a, an interesting stretch now for Memphis. But I, I think you can level that at a bunch of teams in the West because this is why we've got this weird turnover in the West. I mean, Sacramento is mm. another team that we just talked about them. But – it's this changing of the guard. Yeah, and that's why I think, like, you look at a Suns and a Warriors, like, even if they're a low seed, I think that they have, yeah. they, they'll have this mental edge um, on a bunch this of other why, teams. This is why I kind of, like, I, I'm kind of still all in on Dallas because I think it's the same sort of thing with them. Yeah. Like, obviously, they, they're they going to benefit from that run last year. It's largely the same team. Yeah. Luca has had a playoffs. Oh, I know, mean, come on. Highlights yeah, clip to, like, already, and he's only, you know, been in a couple of playoffs so this guy's been doing it since he was 16 like yeah exactly yeah so i it's this is where the west and i know this is the whole point of this chat but it's just it's 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 awesome because it's it's, it's wide open yeah it's fun like all the way down like proper like mind teams like if you step on the wrong fucking team you're you're in serious trouble if you're at the top even for even for denver right like obviously denver have kind of started to pull away a little bit at the top and, and and we all acknowledge how great they are but at the same time this is a team that hasn't really i mean they what they were conference finals in that bubble year yeah but obviously the jamal murray injuries has kind of derailed them a little bit and and they've had a few other weird years and then they've managed to make a couple of good acquisitions this past off season and bring in some depth and and Jokic is still doing his thing and all of a sudden they're cruising as the one seed but let's what a segue what a professional yeah yeah yeah. let's pivot to the, the MVP conversation, if you will, and hanging on Jokic and the Nuggets right now, Jokic is just come on on a level that I've never seen in my life. The only thing that comes close is the last two years of Jokic, and they don't come close because this year is so much better <laughs> like, than that. <laughs> like the whole the whole team feels it's astounding to me that they even were able to keep playing in the playoffs and being competitive in series over two years of injuries to really key players just goes to show how good he is. But like having to carry that load over the past couple of years and now having those guys back, holy moly, like you really feel it. Aaron Gordon has is a complimentary player on this team and it feels like even when he doesn't score, he's dominating. Like the, it's just awesome. It's well, this really is why, cool. like last year, he kind of won the award from you know that seed or whatever they were four or five seed, and it was like, look how amazing he's playing with a team of G Leaguers. No Michael Porter, yeah, no, yeah, no Jamal Murray, no Bruce, no Bruce Brown, Brown, yeah, like no KCP. Yeah, like, Gordon was injured for a Gordon big part of the bunch. season, and now it's like, oh. This is why we gave him the MVP last year. Yeah, yeah. Because look at what he's doing with all of those guys back. Like yeah. this this guy's basketball reference is insanity. Like yeah. I've just I've like pulled up the the game logs and just filtered by field goal percentage just because it's so insane. Like he has a 36 point game on 14 shots, 92%. I've seen him score 30 points on 11 shots. It's it's like, absurd. like he has a 43 point 43 14 8 5 steals. 17 from 20. Like, this <laughs> is just nuts. What was the game he had where he was 100%? As in my favorite game, he was 14, 11, and 16 assists. Yeah. yeah. On five shots, 100, 100, 100 five splits. Shots. Five for five from the field, one from one from three, one from one from the line, three from three from the line. Did he have a turnover that game? One, four turnovers, actually. Jeez, yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> Got to get it together. Like, like, Good sloppy. This is nuts. Like, I know, I know. Like the only player in the history of basketball that people can put his numbers up against is maybe Wilt Chamberlain, and this guy's so much better than Wilt Chamberlain. Like, I know it's different eras and all that yeah. kind of thing, but oh, no way, man, no yeah. way. Jokic nah. would have cooked that guy. Nah, Wilt, nah, Wilt, Wilt's not. Wilt's not a not a guy in my that I that I respect into the the top ten discussion like some of the other greats. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, these video game numbers like you couldn't yeah. even imagine someone scoring and rebounding and assisting as much as this guy did to now see it in an era where he's not the only seven footer in the league 
and like there's quality everywhere and for him to do it in front of our very eyes every single night i've honestly never seen anything like it i would be devastated if they didn't give him another mvp well right now he's like it's it's honestly not that close like his leagues ahead yeah like yeah. the only the only way my guy tatum's going to get a, a nudge here is if they are like well ahead of them in the standings and they're not. They're one game ahead. Yeah. It's, it's like you're going to need to be have serious separation. And even then, he, they, he probably would still go to Jokic. Like that's the only – like the fact that the, the top of the league is so dominant this year, like the top players are having such unbelievable years and Jokic has still made a way like to separate himself. Yeah. Like the last guy to win three in a row is Larry Bird. And it's like, that's why people didn't want to give it to him. Because like, oh, Jokic isn't the Larry Bird type. But it's like, this three-year run that he's on is absurd. It is absurd. <laughs> the, the only thing that's missing is the the playoff success. That's, this is the thing. This is the last year. Because last year was like, what are you going to do okay, against his Warriors yeah. team? You've, you've with, got you know? chips that you're playing with. Yeah. This, this year, year, though. Full team. There's going to be pressure. First year, I feel like there's actual pressure for Jokic to like yeah, really in the playoffs win. Yeah. He's your he's your MVP. And right, then man. like I don't I don't have any doubts. You know, like no. if something goes wrong, it certainly won't be his fault. I have some uh, yeah. defensive doubts. Yeah, I I don't. It's not that I don't have doubts, but it's just it's purely because we haven't really. I, I'm willing to look at that bubble year and be a little bit just like that was a weird year, and then ever since then it's it's not been them. And so obviously there's been other circumstances and now it's just like everyone's there. Let's, I guess, let's, let's see it. I think we will. Well, like, look. I think we will. I'm, I've got a stronger feeling that we will see them, you know, maybe not win the league, but like go for it. I feel stronger about that than I do about the Warriors or the Clippers or any of those other teams. Like I'm just, I don't know. I just don't have any doubts at all. Yeah, I, ultimately he is the most impactful player of any of the team. Like he, that, him alone is is going to be the driving force for them. And it's just you know, can everyone else be on the court and help him out? And that's not been the case the last couple of years. And hopefully we're only in January, but like let's see what happens close to the playoffs. Hopefully it, it, it's it's still that case then. The other the other thing to, that like they didn't have before that they will do this playoffs is Aaron Gordon in the best form of his life. Yeah. The guy is like Career, swallowing yeah. people up defensively. Yeah. Like he, he can make the all-star team. No, He's Bruce an all-star. Yeah. 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 Like these three, KCP, Bruce Brown, Aaron Gordon, they are going to be buzzing around everyone in the playoffs. And it's not like they have this massive load to carry on the other end because they have maybe the most gifted player in the history of the world doing it for them. Whoa. And Michael oh Porter. Oh, my Lord. Gifted. Not the best, but the most gifted. Like, I've never seen anyone do what this guy does. It is, anyway, that's, it's, a, that's a, just a claim. But he's absurd. He's so good. He's so yeah. good. I, and, I like, for him, his MVP case, I think it's it's really only untouchable, hopefully not, but like, it's only him missing time that is, is yeah, going he to stop miss that. Time. You don't need yeah. to touch wood. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> how's he going to get hurt? He doesn't jump. He doesn't jump, yeah. So, he can't land on someone's foot just to turn an ankle because he you can't fit an ankle underneath his foot. <laughs> and in the half court, he's walking most yeah. of the time. Oh, he's not yeah. even walking. He's he gets his little yogurt jog on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. it's it's pretty All amazing. Right. Well, who's who's two? Because it's I. It felt like maybe MB was like a shoe in to win an like an MVP at some point. But yeah. Like, when while Jokic is around, I just don't feel like he'll ever he's, he's gonna he ever gonna get one just because it's gonna be like well, why would we give it to you when there's a better big man? Like I can see <laughs> not someone else like a Luca or a Tatum winning it. It's, or it's crazy because like I feel like for the last two years in particular, Embiid and Jokic has genuinely been a discussion. And yeah. then this year we're in January. No almost discussion. End, I feel like it's not a and, no and discussion. That's, and that's not even having a go at Embiid because his numbers this year are unreal, pretty good. Yeah, they're not. It's not as if he's dropped off or anything like that. So it's it's just yeah, I agree with Jake. I think Luca and Tatum are now absolutely in that conversation as well. So now you've got four people. Giannis at a pinch as well. Like I mean, Giannis is having yeah. like a down year, and he's averaging thirty-one, yeah. twelve, and five. Yeah, yeah. 
And they're the freaking two seat of two three seat. Oh, we, we've talked about it in our chat as well. I mean, he's missed some time now, KD. Yeah. But like KD before the oh. injury was, yeah, he was killing it. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it's probably a good thing that Jokic is, is that far ahead because choosing from the rest is, is very difficult. Yeah, mm. I think that's going to be interesting just to see whoever like where the rest of the, the field falls like on the ballot. Yeah, like, like Luke is. Like, you know, they're not going to have the wins again, I don't think, to, to be in the same tier as, like, the Bucks, Sixers, and the Celtics, it doesn't seem like. But he's carrying such a ridiculous load. Um, partly, I think, his own doing. But 35, nine, 34, 9, and 9 is, like, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm biased to Luca. Like, I, I really sort of put probably more weight on what he's doing with this Mavs team than, say, a Tatum or an Embiid. And Here we it's go. Pure, it's purely because Here of we that. Go. Well, it's just the load. You know? <laughs> I, I think that that is, and I don't. I think that's harsh to say that's his fault, man. He's he can't help that he's got drafted to. Well, he didn't get drafted. He got drafted to Atlanta, and they traded him, and then they've been good ever since. So they haven't been in the lottery. So it's it's hard to build. Obviously, Dallas have made other mistakes here and there. We can go on about the Jalen Brunson well, thing. If and, you were and a great whatever. teammate like Tatum, maybe Brunson would have hung around. No, I, I don't. Think, <laughs> I think Brunson was always going to go there. Look at look at Brunson now this year. He's killing it in New yeah, York. Yeah, he gets finally gets to dribble the ball. Yeah, but that's that's why you've just got to get other guys around him that complement Luca because like you can't have another guy with aspirations to be a lead guard on that team. For example, you, you need a you need like another Dinwiddie or a rich version of Dinwiddie who knows his role on that team and and. His minutes are extremely important when Luca's not on the floor because no one else can dribble the ball. So they they kind of need they need you know we've talked about this on previous podcasts. They need like they need something else. And for the time being, they'll still probably hang. What are they now? I think they're a five seed. They had a bad loss today, which would have helped. But well, they'll be they'll be in there. Um, they'll be right in that mix. Yeah. yeah, he's of the top guys. He's the worst defender by a pretty good chunk as well. Like Jokic is okay. But then you got Giannis, Embiid, and Tatum, like all pretty elite defenders. And KD as well, like KD yeah, yeah. for, for the for the Nets, yeah. Oh, dude, the, I could like, like the Nets defense. Um, it's dropped off right. now. But like, yeah, but like when KD was playing, yeah. Claxton was was getting a little Deep bit of buzz. Bars, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, Kate. Oh no, I think before KD went down, if he was if he had maintained that level, I think it may have been a two team race, two guy race. I think. KD was nudging into that, to that conversation. Like he's not. Plus, he had the narrative. Yeah, he had the narrative vibe as well. But but there was also many people that hold the, held the narrative against him. It's like you you asked to be traded, get your coach fired, all that stuff. Um, but like thirty seven and five, fifty six percent from the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eight thirty eight. from the field? Sixty three. But <laughs> but like, what's crazy is Jokic is like twentieth the league in scoring, but just like. His yeah. impact on offense because he ideally he'll take five shots. He'd prefer yeah, to get yeah. 20 in, assists. In his perfect worlds, he will take no more than that. Like if he is yeah. taking more than that, I feel like it's because he feels he needs to. Yeah. Like they're they're the second best offense in the league by 0.1 in defensive rating, and he's 20th in the league in scoring. If he wanted to lead, lead the league in scoring, he could do it. Like, no, I think no we spoke about this. Yeah a few episodes back how it would be awesome to just one day see him go like you know what i'm getting 70 today and just go do it but he could that's kind of the thing that and i like maybe it never it might never eventuate but like that's probably the one thing i kind of want to see because it's like what happens if that happens in a playoff and now you don't have jamal murray or now you don't have these other guys some injury or whatever and now you need to go get us 50 i think yeah I think he can do it, but, like, can he do it for multiple games? Can he do it for a, a series or two? That's, I don't know. That's I where I start to question. That's what we need, like, the right matchups. Like, I think a Celtics-Nuggets finals where a team has, you know, a couple of big men that can at least make Jokic, like, because he, he, he's so good one-on-one. Like, if you want to play him straight up, he'll cook whoever you put on him, and and that's why people start doubling in, and then he just starts to rack up. Then you've got a Horford and a Rob Williams – and a Grant Williams, you got you know a stable of guys that can at least make the shots more difficult than the average front court, and a team that's not going to double. And when they do double, they're you know some of the you know best defenders in the world at doubling to make you know those you know, make it more enticing to or maybe by necessity they has to you know 
go get his own. Uh, that's, a, I think, a situation where you see him having to do it. But, like, this is not a lot of teams that have, like, and that's because he's so amazing. Like, there's, no, there's just not team, there aren't, there aren't players out there that can guard him. It just doesn't exist. And so. I don't know. I mean, you, well. I, think, I think you brought it up in discussion earlier, but, like, the, the probably the other thing is his de- the defense, though. Like, the Nuggets yeah, aren't, like, a great defensive team. Yeah. And maybe that is, you know, like, you, you – that matchup to me is like I can just picture the Jays just attacking, attacking, that attacking, would be, and, and going to the line and then getting him in foul trouble. And, and now, what do you do? Like that's yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. As much as we love Jokic and the, the, the Nuggets, it's like if they get the the Warriors in round one, it's like Steph's gonna Steph's gonna cook. Yeah. Oh, it's just gonna cook anyone. I, don't you just like I'm praying. Oh, I'll be <laughs> really unreal praying. first round matchup. <laughs> I'm really praying. Obviously, yeah, that, that's clear. Yeah, to the gospel gods every night now. Yeah, <laughs> give us Nuggets Warriors, yeah. please. Round one. Oh my <laughs> god, it's absurd. Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll probably leave it there. That's kind of all I've got to talk about today, fellas. Yeah, look. Any closing thoughts. We can save the obligatory uh, Ben Simmons and. Philadelphia 76ers chat for next episode. I'm, I don't even know if I'm that. Like, I'm keen, but I'm probably more keen <laughs> from the, the Kyrie angle than the Ben Simmons angle, like, at, at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie's doing a little bit of a, a heavy lift without KD. He's trying. At yeah, least. yeah. He's he trying. Is. Ky- Kyrie's playing basketball right now, yeah. which is great. We haven't seen that for a few years. He's trying. He's doing it his would best. Be, it would be He's nice trying. if Ben can score a few points tomorrow. Have him out. Yeah. Because uh, what have they got? Nets, Sixers tomorrow. Yes, yeah. And, dude, and we've got Nuggets Bucks tomorrow. And I hate back-to-back so much. Today the Nuggets played the freaking Pels. So I was, like, getting hyped up for Nuggets Bucks tomorrow because Middleton's back. And then I'm like, oh, so they're going to be on a back-to-back. Murray probably won't even play tomorrow. Yeah. It'll still be good because we'll get Jokic and Gordon and KCP and stuff. But it's like, can we just get rid of back-to-backs, please? I think that, I think they're going to have to look into it for it's sure. It's so annoying, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just not fair. Like, even today, the Celtics hate. You know, you, you don't have Al, Jalen, Brogdon, and Smart. It's just like, what are we doing? Did you, did you see that little kid in the crowd was there to, to see Jimmy Butler and he flew 4,000 miles from Argentina or something? Oh, and then no. Jimmy, Jimmy's, uh, he sits an hour back. before. Yeah. So it, I agree. It's, it sucks. And yeah. maybe, surely there's some scheduling tweaks that they can do, even if the season has to go another two or three weeks and just to, to space games out. But I'm sure they can they can do something. Yes. Yeah, the money who's going to be willing to give it up guess we'll see anyway good good to be back fellas great to be back listener you've been tuned in to backdoor cut as always i am josh dimatero here with matt Beatty and jake eisenberg and we'll be back next week until then peace